F Fist So Zero Zero Nine. This is Narf Money from Philadelphia. This week I'll be joined by Lionel. He's in first place and he's going head to head with me this week. Gonna pick up his second loss. We'll see. We're talking about the Jets versus Eagles. Who's in a worse position? Week eight, week nine, a huge trade just went down between Fuse and Anton, and how no one really wants LC to win. Listen up. Alright guys, this is Narf here after week 9, and I'm talking with first place Lionel. What's up? What's up, Narf? Is this your first podcast? Uh, yes. Of so, course it is. So you must, not, not, a, not of course. I don't know if other people have other podcasts you may be on. Oh, no. I, I only do one one league, one podcast. I'm um, just a kind of loyal guy. So. God, I, I'm all in on one league too, although I do my other podcast, but I put a lot more work into this one. Well, I think we all appreciate that. Uh, I'm just doing my best. It's it, it does get annoying. Not annoying. I lose motivation after I lose each week, but I'm I'm going to keep it up. Don't worry about that. Okay, good. Um. So, so yeah. So you got back from like Sarasota Nationals this last weekend, right? How was it? Oh, geez. Already with the with the gotcha questions. Oh, um, is that is that a gotcha question? That's an easy question. Oh uh, yeah, I guess it is an easy question <laughs> because we suck so much. No, you guys put up good scores, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the, I guess when I was talking to Noah about Sarasota, I said, you know, the way, uh, Sarasota went is pretty much how our season has gone. And he, uh, said losing, which is exactly right. I mean, we basically just played close enough games with people to make it to nationals and then played close games with people at nationals, but if you look at our record, we actually won like two or three games the entire season. It's pretty pathetic. Oh, really? I haven't looked at like Pony's entire season. Is it that? Is that bad? Yeah, I mean, we. I mean, obviously, we like beat teams at like sectionals and some crappy teams, but like, I think we have like two wins against good teams. Got it. So, yeah, it was pretty bad. So, so as like as a member of an elite team, what does everyone on Pony think about the whole like restructure thing? Do people like it or hate it? Um. I mean, it's, it's, I think there's mixed feelings about it. A lot of people are worried that it's going to, like, make them commit a lot of money and time too early in the season. Like, pretty much in January, I think they're going to announce what tournaments you have to go to. Yeah, and, like, if you don't go, you can't go to nationals or something, right? Yeah, I mean, the USA Ultimate has been kind of uh, unclear about what the, like, repercussions will be. Like, if you can't, you know send a certain number of people or I mean there's all these things about they like want to create brands so you like have to keep the same team name you have to keep a lot of the same players but it's it's just all up in the air right now also I mean it's 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 really I mean I do see some good things about it um definitely in terms of like marketability but it's really designed for open 
and uh, the women's division kind of got screwed over by this. Are they even doing the same? Is it the same structure for women's and mixed, or is it just yeah. open? No, it's identical for women's, open, and mixed. And mixed is just like, I mean, I, I've never liked mixed ultimate, but I, I kind I remember. of feel bad for them now because they're being forced into all this, and it like doesn't really match up with their structure at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see what they're doing. Um, I mean, a lot of it's probably just going to be to compete with, like, AUDL and MLG and, like, the, the semi-pro leagues that are out there, I think. Yeah, although, I mean, <laughs> I mean who knows if those things are going to succeed either. Yeah, those, those are definitely not going to succeed. I mean, I, like, the, <laughs> the, the, spin, the Philly team of spinners broke off, and they think, like, their new MLG league is going to be so great. But it's Wait, but, Narf, weren't you going to buy a team? Oh, you know, I was going to... Actually, this should, this is my way in. I was saying that. that I was going to buy a team. You should buy a team. Because my logic was like can. on the point zero 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 one percent chance that it becomes a legitimate American national sport. Like, this, could, <laughs> this would be the coolest thing that could ever happen to anyone to own a team. Yeah, you should do that. But, also, but there's, uh, there's, I mean, you know, they're, they're paid positions. Too at these uh, at the spinners, you can look into that. Yeah, you know, I could maybe. So the spinners are MLG now, but maybe I'll buy a Philly AUDL team. There you go. Yeah, that, that's the way to do it. And then I just I just need to I need some co-owners. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some people in on this with me. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. So let's move on. Like just moments ago, huge trade came in on the, the trade wire. Um, yeah. Anton and Fuse. Fuse has, like, traded away his entire team by now. I'm not really sure what he's doing. I think I think Fuse just likes the interaction with other people. Yeah, and he must be. Just, like, I see, I see a new trade either vetoed or accepted from him, like, every other day, I feel like. Yeah, he's, like, made a few offers to me, like, at various points of season two. I'm sure he's doing it to everyone else. I'm sure it's not just me, but... Yeah, I think I got one or two from him. I don't really... Yeah, we, we talked, I think, about tight ends quarterbacks and stuff. I mean, it's just, I think this is uh, this is good for him, actually. I think it's good for him, too, and I I really wish that wasn't the case because I don't want his team to be good. Yeah. But, I, I mean, Rodgers is obviously the far and away best player in this deal. I mean, that's a huge upgrade over Andy Dalton. The, the, the real question is what, I, the question I think is what Fuse will get from Hakeem Nicks. Like, if, if Hakeem Nicks comes back for five or six weeks of, like, healthy Hakeem Nicks football... I think the trade is really in Fuse's favor because I think he's as good as AJ Green. If, if I mean, it's, it's it's a huge gamble, first of all, that Knicks is going to be a hundred percent, and then it's still a gamble even if he is a hundred percent because I mean I haven't looked at like what his numbers were like last year, but I, I'm pretty sure that it was basically like him alternating high scoring games with Cruz. Yeah, no, Cruz had much better numbers last year actually, and. I'm sure yeah. Cruz is. I mean, Cruz is really the number one. I guess you're right. Nick Nick isn't as good as maybe he was two or three years ago. Yeah, and and so I mean, and so this basically, I mean, I mean, it's not an awful strategy because a lot of fantasy is luck. But I, I think he's just taking a, a huge gamble on Nick's coming back and then getting, you know, like since all the the good safeties are going to be on Cruz, that Hakeem Nick's is going to just blow up at the end of the season. I mean, they're they're playing really good defenses at the end of the season, which I don't understand. Um, you know, like why Fuse is interested in a team playing Atlanta and then Baltimore at the end of the year. I think that's going to come back to haunt Fuse if, if, if Knicks is healthy. Yeah, another thing to think about is like bye weeks. Is Rogers and Knicks have both not had their buys already, so that's a week off of each. While uh, I think no, I, Dalton. I think Rogers has his buy this week, right? 
yeah. Oh, is it not going to go through in time? Yeah. So, so what will happen is Anton will be the benefit benefactor there, I guess. Uh, oh, Dalton has had his buy. You know, since Cincinnati's had their buy already, Green Bay hasn't. But I'm not sure if this trade is going to go through before Sunday or not, because it takes like three or four days for trades to go through. That's the question, actually. That's interesting, because I think in Tron chat, Anton was saying that the buy factored into his decision. Yeah, he was saying that to me also, but I, I wonder if he's thought about... So I, I guess you're right. Let's assume the trade goes through like Saturday or Sunday, and it's right. in, in, in effect for this week, then... But I think, I mean, Fuse is only trading, he's only going to get three regular season games of Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's, and he's going to be in trouble in quarterback this week with, um, without Dalton or Rodgers. Yeah. So. Oh, here, it, it says it'll process at approximately November 9th, which is Friday. Oh, okay. But, in, but if anyone is in, if any of these guys are in the Thursday game, then it's all, all waiting until next week. No, so. Thursday's, uh, Indianapolis and Jacksonville. It's not a huge, uh, fantasy, fantasy game. Right, so yeah, I mean, no, no one made a good point that it, it's not really. I mean, it's 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 not about fairness, I guess. But he he said it's kind of unfortunate that uh, a team as awful as Anton's, a one in eighteen, is having such a huge effect on the playoffs, not on the good teams. Yeah, I mean, that's actually like a like I've heard from friends in other leagues, like whenever really bad teams that are basically out of it make trades, there's always like a lot of criticism of that. I don't have a problem with it because I don't think it's lopsided. It's not like Anton's giving away his five best players to Noah for no one. Right. Like, like it's fair from Anton's perspective. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's fair in terms of, like, the the points that they're trading and the risk that they're taking. But, I mean, for Anton, no one's going to remember if, if this is an awful trade for him. Well, people can look at the trade tracker on my website and he can, um, maybe that's what he's... <laughs> Maybe that's what he's playing for. Maybe he wants to look back in the, the season and be able to say he got the better fuse in a deal. That's a nice plug for, for your website. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to drop them whenever I can. Traffic traffic is up, although it's majority is me just re-editing my posts after I post them. Well, I, I showed the website to um, my brother and some other people who are like in fantasy leagues, and they were very impressed. Oh, that. really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, mean, I didn't know it had um, any presence outside of Tron League. Yeah. Well, I mean, you remember, like, I mean, you were in the league, like, two or three years ago. Like, we did, we had zero trash talk. Like, we didn't even talk to each other about this stuff. So. I, I That was, like, my biggest motivation was, you know what it also was? Like, do you watch the show The League on FX? Yes, I do. I, I love that show. Not, like, one, I love it just because about fantasy football, but two, I think it's actually really funny. Yeah. But, but, like, that show came on, I think, like, three or four years ago, and, like, I just, that's how the league should be. I mean, obviously, we don't live in the same cities and just go to bars together every night to trash talk, but like, you gotta have more involvement. Yeah, so, so if you, if you had to, uh, you know, give, give players labels, who, I mean, obviously Anton is Ruxin. Oh, uh, actually, I've actually always thought Fuse is kind of Ruxin. You have know, Fuse's Ruxin? You know Fuse better than I do, so. They, they, they have this, like, annoying quality about them both that reminds me of each other. <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. Fuse, they'll make another trade after after hearing that, by the way. But <laughs> Wait, what did you say? There's another trade? No, I said Fuse. After you hear that, go make another trade to make up for it. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't really have a taco in our league, I guess. Um, no, we don't have a huge taco. Who? So... Who would be Pete and who would be Kevin? I don't know. That would probably be 
Noah and Anton, I guess, if, if you're saying Hughes is. Well, we could, I mean, there's only like five characters in the league, so we could, we could double up too. I mean, yeah, right. Anton and Noah make sense. Um, I, I, I think. The, I want to be the hot chick. Which, which Jenny? Yeah, I want to be Jenny. Then you're married to Anton. Well, that's about right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And then Anton's gay lover is Noah, so that actually works out perfectly. Exactly. All right, I, so, I mean, this show is basically about us. It's, it's as if they filmed it, thinking of Tron at all times. <laughs> so, all right, so, you, so you're in first place. You must be pretty happy with your team. I mean, I can't imagine you have much to complain about. Um, yeah, I, I'm a little bit worried, obviously, because my, my two running backs uh, are injured, and there's no real timetable for when they're coming back. Uh, I'm actually... Like more worried about Spoles because originally they were saying like five to six weeks, which would have been basically the whole season. Uh, but now they're saying it might be one to two weeks, and that would be a, a very big boost. Yeah, when did he hurt himself? He hurt himself two games ago, right? Yeah, it was like, I mean, it wasn't even like, I mean, he played a full game, I think, and then I don't know what it was. He just like broke his hands or something. It's probably like a, you know, stress fracture or something. Like it wasn't, it was like a traumatic injury or anything. So hopefully he'll be back. And I don't know, like, watching the Saints the other night, they have, like, four running backs that can just, like, pop in at any time, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, um, they, they really do have a lot of players in that position. I actually I picked up Chris Ivory for, like, a hot five seconds before dumping him. He's, yeah, I, I can't imagine what it would take to be starting Chris Ivory on a fantasy team, but there's, and, always, there's always a chance when it's the Saints. Well, there's always a chance when it's my team also. Have you seen who my running backs are? Yeah. Dan, Daniel Thomas and... Joyke Bell. Yeah, Joyke Bell. I ne- I never heard of that name before I saw it on your roster. He got me 17 and a half I, points, dude. Yeah, I mean, I trust me, I know, because I had Matt Stafford, and I watched the Lions score, like, six rushing touchdowns and not pass the ball. But I'm going to say you got pretty lucky on that one. Well, you know, I, actually, I, I'm going to – let me stop you right there. Okay. I don't think it's really luck that has anything to do with it when it's my team. It's only luck when it has, you know, something to do when it benefits other teams. Okay. Anything, anything I do is a carefully thought out strategic move. A carefully yep. thought out strategic move. Well, yeah, I mean, especially because, like, with, with running backs, people, like, there's not a lot of, there's, like, two or three players that have upside for running backs. And then it's all about just, like, avoiding the zeros. Yeah, like, no, you're all, right. All season long, I've had, like, running backs who get me, like, seven to nine points consistently, and I'm totally happy with that. Like, uh, I mean, guys like Sproles and Woodhead, they're just going to get 10, 15 targets, so it's... Yeah, Woodhead, like, I used to think he was awful, but I was looking at his numbers, and he did get, like, he had, like, three or four weeks in a row of, like, seven, eight, nine points. He's pretty consistent. Yeah, and I, I would rather have that than have, I don't know, a guy who's going to get, like, 15 one week and then get, like, three points and, like, two targets the next week, you know, or, like, two carries. Like, I, obviously, we're in a PPR league, so... Having someone who's catching the ball out of the backfield is a lot better, but also there's just plenty of guys who don't even get a lot of looks per game. Yeah, no, I mean it, it depends on your like how the team is built, but with your team, like you get so many points from the wideouts that like consistency from your running backs is, is all you need. Like you just need to get 15, 20 combined points, and your wideouts are going to do the rest. Yeah, I mean that, that's kind of been my strategy so far. Um, I mean, back to your like original question. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I've been happy with, with my quarterback, and I've been happy with my, my wideouts, and then the rest of the team has just kind of been week to week trying to fill in 
places. Did you, you know, I don't I don't think I did a very good job in the draft this year, but I think I've done a, a good job like managing my team week to week. Yeah, that's that's you you've had um yeah, you've been doing a good job of having the right players each week. Did you go into the draft with like a goal of being really strong at the wide out position or did that just kinda happen as it un, as it unfolded? Uh, you know, I mean that that wasn't I didn't go into the draft best strategy, but I definitely had like a depth chart for wide receivers and knew that I wanted uh, Cruz. I knew that I wanted Roddy White. I think I think I, got, I don't remember when I got Steve Smith, but I was happy with, with where I picked him. Um, yeah, from, yeah, not probably like sixth or seventh round. I'm going to guess like it wasn't a uh, wasn't super early, and then you got you flipped him for Sproles early on in like the first major deal of the season. I think. Yeah. Exactly. And so, I mean, if you look at my my draft, like, there's a lot of players who I who are injured or got traded away really early and are just like not really significant. Like, ugh, like Roy Hellu. I mean, that was just that was just an awful pick. Kevin Smith, Peyton Hillis. Like, these are all guys who by week two were not playing. You know, like John Skelton. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah. It was not a great draft for me. Agree. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, you've been weak at your actually your second QB position has not, but. Not been super strong for you, although Whedon's been all right, and you're starting Blaine Gabbert now, right? Yeah, I mean, and uh, again, like I've been weak at that position, but you know, the first couple of weeks I had four wideouts, so I could I could put one there and expect you know to 15 points, and ended up getting more a few times. Uh, I mean, that's you know, with, with like mediocre quarterbacks, you, again, you're, you're hoping for like 15 to 20, you know. Exactly. Um, and that will kind of do it as long as as long as you don't put up any zeros in other positions. Yeah, you know, it'll be okay. So you're playing. We're actually playing each other this week. I think it's the first time I'm talking to someone who I'm about to play. Um, All right. Are you, are you kind of giving yourself an automatic loss there, or do you think you have any shot to win this? Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's going to be tough considering. Oh wait, no, no, your team. Oh no, this, I'm just looking at this right now. No, your team is not very good. I, I was actually looking at my team. I am. I'm, I'm two and seven. I'm ranked twelfth in my own rankings, but I'm making my playoff push starting now. Yeah, I mean, the, the other the other thing I was going to say uh, about you know my season so far. I'm eight and one. I, I really should be nine and zero. Oh, I mean, if. God, if, if uh, what if Lamb Chops like had the Bears defense score like thirty five points for him against me? They actually do that every week, though. It's insane. Yeah. It's really insane. It's, it's kind of they're, absurd. Like but I put yeah, this in the ranks. Like, they've been like the fifth best player. Got, like fifteen points from his kicker that week, probably. So like, I mean, I, I really should be undefeated, and I think a, a large part of that um, is my defense. If if you look at my defense, I have the best. Like points against statistics. That, that's actually a really underrated part of fantasy. I think it's controlling the points against you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm guessing that's strategic by you also. It's not luck. Well, it, it's not strategic in the sense that I can control people's lineups, but I think what happens is that people get so intimidated in the days leading up to their match that they they tweak around with their lineup too much. They you know think about trades and get really distracted, and maybe they just fuck up one one or two moves um, at the, you know, OP position, or uh, maybe they start the wrong wide out. I think that, that helps my defense a lot. So it's really, again, not a luck thing, but more of a psychological thing. Got it. So is this just trying to get in my head so I kind of make one of those errors this week against you? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, be careful. Uh, let's look at your team here. What do we got? Um, I've got my boy Matt Stafford is going to destroy Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt Stafford, who I was, I was thinking about drafting him. I'm kind of kind of glad I didn't. <laughs> he um, took MJD in the first round. He's been bad. He'll he'll be good for week 15 and 16. Don't worry. If, um, if he's playing. Greendale 7. So that's like a community joke, right? Uh, that is. Um, I don't know. Look, you've got uh, the 49ers D or the Dolphins D. What are you going to do there? Oh, um, that's not even good. Oh, I didn't actually. Hmm. I picked up the Dolphins last week for San Francisco by. I was. I mean, I haven't really thought about it. Almost definitely 49ers, but the Dolphins are playing the Titans, and the Titans' offense is pretty bad. Um, but I'm going to go almost definitely San Fran there. Yeah. And, and is Percy Harvin okay now? Did they, did they say anything about him? No. Uh, He's questionable, but he he is no way he's going to play. Like his ankle sprained in three locations. Apparently, he was on crutches Monday and Tuesday. Oh boy! I, I, I got, uh, I'm going to take him out. Like, you're probably thinking about starting Hickson then. Um, or one of my awesome waiver wire claims that are going to come in tonight. Maybe I'll pick someone up who I'm going to start. All right, the waiver wires tonight. Yeah, uh, I would. I, I haven't ever had like you know an early pick in the waiver wire at all. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's awful for you. <laughs> well, someone, someone, I think was it Hudson saying on on the podcast that he thinks maybe next year they should do something where they don't reset the waiver wire settings. Oh no, that was actually it was on the Hudson podcast, but that was me. That's my idea. Is I, I don't think they should reset every week. I think like the order should be set after week one, yeah. and then that's the order the rest of the season. And whenever you use your claim, you just go to the back of the order. I, I agree with that. I think there. I just think there's so much more strategy. So it, I mean, incentivizes you not to just make stupid claims every week and then have first pick again next week if your team loses. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Actually, I mean, it would have been nice to have some of these waiver wire pickups. Yeah, I mean, you would have like by week two or three, you'd have a high pick, and you could have just saved it for whatever week you wanted, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that being that being said, I've still gotten some people pretty low in the order. Dexter McCluster. Comes to mind. Yeah, I saw you started him a few times. He's had like a few okay games, but he... yeah, he has his few okay games were the ones when I started. Oh, you're right. Probably. All right, sorry. I, I forgot. Forgot about that. <laughs> who Who else have you you picked up? You picked? Did you you didn't draft Gabbert? Did you? I'm sure you picked him up, right? No. Yeah. He he was uh, he was a free agent. I think I don't even think I had to wait for him off the wire. Yeah. Not surprised. Yeah. And I'm guessing you picked up Whedon also, or did you draft him? Uh, no, I didn't draft Whedon. I can't remember how I got Whedon. Uh, again, probably waiver wire. Um, I mean, he's he started off kind of slow, and then he's had like one or two games. But I'm not really not going to really be hoping for anything out of him, you know, at the end of the season. So, well, he, I mean, he, uh, Chris Chris Givens is a, another wideout who I think is going to be pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm looking at scores actually. That's so four weeks. They're eleven, nine and a half, nine and a half, thirteen. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Um, not that you really need wideouts, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was I was worried that Reggie Wayne might slow down just because he's he's getting a little bit old. Um, that, that's realistic. Although, actually, like if you look at his yardage totals, he's played ridiculous. eight games. His lowest yardage total is like seventy. Yeah, it's like, ridiculous. He, he, he also gets so many targets. Like Andrew Luck is just in love. Yeah, with Wayne, and so he's he's gonna get so many looks throughout the game. It's pretty awesome. No, I mean his his lowest catches are five, lowest yards. Like, he hasn't had a bad game at all. Yeah, I mean that's. I, I think I think I offered Noah Wayne instead of uh, Smith, and he preferred uh, Steve Smith. And at, at the time, I, I 
wasn't really sure which one I would prefer to trade, but now, I mean, I think I'd rather have Reggie Wayne. Yeah, Smith had, like, the bigger upside and he had a bigger season last year, but uh, I, I, I've never been a fan of Steve Smith recently, and Cam Newton is just, he's, he's awful at throwing the ball, so you definitely turned out better keeping Wayne on that one. Yeah, too, I mean, too bad Darren Sproles yeah. squeaks, but... All right, so so you've been stuck at number two in the rankings for a while now. Are, are you better than Lamb Chop? Well, I mean, th- this this raises a good question, um, and I'm not sure if this is something <clears throat> you've thought about or not. But are the the power rankings, you know, meant to? Sorry about that. No are the power problem. rankings meant to be like a like? Is it who's best from week to week? Who has the best chance of winning? In any given week, or is it who is at the who's at like the highest uh, you know probability to win the entire league? Yeah, and it's not really a set formula. It, it's honestly like a mix of both, and it's not a great answer. Um, it's more. So it, it's probably you're, weighted you're, you're, like you're the question. Right now. No, it's it's weighted like probably seven. I don't know, like sixty seventy percent is like the teams I think are the best chance to win the entire league, and then like. 30, 30-ish percent is like teams that have, are hot right now and I think have a good chance to win this week or they've been putting up good numbers. Um, but it, it's, it's weighted, yeah. it's weighted more I mean, towards the I, season. I, I figured, I figured there wasn't like a, you know, a hard answer for that. And, and this is what I'll say. I mean, I think, I think Lamb Chop, I mean, I, I mean, if I had beaten him, if I had scored like, you know, four more points in that one game, would, would I, would I be in the first position? I don't think so, just because of how far ahead he is in total points scored. Yeah, I, I mean that—that's what I figured. And like, I think even when I was—I don't know—when I was like four and zero, and he was three and one, or when I was five and zero, and he was four and one, you still had him ahead of me, which I, I think is actually the right position because just like week to week, Lamb Chop's point totals have been ridiculous. I mean, his team is pure luck. It's not strategy like yours, and it drives me crazy. But yeah, they've been ridiculous. No, I mean, everyone agrees that Lamb Chop is a little fucker, and he just gets lucky with, like, you know, 15 points from his kicker and 40 points from his defense. And then, on top of that, I mean, I'll give him credit that he, he got RG3, which was, I mean, one of us probably should have picked him up sooner. But everything else that leads to Lamb Chop winning is just it's just a clusterfuck of, uh, like, incessant nagging and immature bragging, and pure luck. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if I could live with myself if Lamb Chop wins this year. And I, I'm not, I don't know, it's, like, if the odds of him versus the field, like, the field, like, I don't think he is, he's got a 50% chance to win, but I think he's got the highest odds of anyone, single person. Well, I, I don't think he's going to win at all. I mean, I think I will. Um, I think he'll, he'll get, he'll probably get a, a bye, um, but I think Noah is going to defeat him in the semifinals. Oh, I would love that. I think Noah's team is really strong. I've been a fan of Noah's team all season. Yeah, especially no, I, I with Gronk, so. Gronkowski is playing like like last year Gronk again, and that that's just such a difference maker at tight end. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the, I mean Noah's uh, strategy of you know picking Patriots is unfortunately a very good strategy. I, I wish you know drafting my team. Or trading for my team, whatever that useful. So that's actually something I wanted to bring up. Who do you, who do you think is in worse shape right now, the Jets or the Eagles? Uh, 
probably the Jets. I mean, the Eagles, I mean, the NFC West is such a fucking joke that, like, anyone can win that. Um, so, I mean, what you're like, what are you, three and five? Yeah, I mean, I assume you're talking about the NFC East, not the West. Oh, sorry, the NFC East, yeah, obviously. Uh, um, yeah, we're, we're in East Coast City. Yeah, no, no. Uh, we are three and five, or a game and a half behind the Giants. Yeah, I'm not saying we're not out of the division by record. We just we've lost four straight and we suck. Yeah, I mean the Jets are probably going to lose to Seattle this week. We'll be three and six. Uh, we'll probably beat the Cowboys. I'm guessing just because Tony Romo is so awful. Uh, I mean the, they're both awful, awful teams from what I've from what I've seen. Are, are you like Vigo in that you're just re- trying to lose every game and get a higher draft pick at this point, or do you want him to win? Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really know what I'm hoping for yet. It's a little early to start thinking about that. Um, he, he was I, thinking about that like week four when he was over here. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, as soon as Revis went down, I mean, you guys you didn't have a lot of chances left. Yeah, I mean that. That's honestly that's probably another reason I'm doing so well in fantasy is after Revis went down and the, the Jets started sucking, I had a lot more time to you know put into this. That's, um, that's fair. But yeah, I, I'm pretty pretty upset. I'm pretty sure that you and Vigo jinxed Revis. Didn't he get injured like the week after you? You said that like bullshit about Des Bryant's beating him or something. Was that not now the the, the opener last season? Des Bryant destroyed you guys. Was Revis not on him? Revis, he, he, first of all, I don't think he destroyed it. I don't remember all he did that game. I think he had like three catches, and I think one of them was on Revis. Okay. And I, and I think, and I think Revis and probably the rest of the secondary shut him down for the rest of the game. No, actually, he didn't destroy you guys. He had like three or four catches and like two tees in the first quarter, and then yeah. I think he didn't have a catch the rest of the game. Oh, yeah. You know what it was? Is that Revis wasn't even covering him for the first, you know, couple of, you know, maybe the first quarter or something, and then as soon as they put Revis on him, he was done. That's probably true. I, they probably would have started Revis on Miles Austin because Austin was clearly the number one that year. Exactly, exactly. That's what it was. Yeah, I, I I like Revis a lot. I mean, I loved watching him play, but yeah, it, it may have been Fabian, me and Vigo's fault on that. You, so, you're rooting for Tebow to come in? Uh, I'm rooting for Brad Smith to get traded back to the Jets and, and put him in. I mean, I don't. I mean, I've never liked Romo. I don't think Sanchez is doing anything good right now. I mean, Sanchez is awful. It's just a shit show. So, uh, yeah, I think you guys probably are in, in worse shape just because the Eagles actually have talent on their team that the Jets don't really have. We just we have no coaching or leadership or anything right now. Like we just give up every game. Yeah, and. Yeah, watching you guys try to tackle last week was. was oh, it's 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 awful. So I mean, like you're saying, at least your fantasy team is eight and one to console you. It's not it's not fun when you're rooting for the Eagles and your fantasy team's in last place. Yeah. All right. So so, so you said your team is going to win. Hudson brought this up last week. Said like your team is very Atlanta Falcons favor or heavy, and they could be sitting players week sixteen if they have a number one seed. Are you at all worried about that? Uh, yeah, I am a little bit worried about that. Uh, I'd, I'd love for the Falcons to lose a couple of games, actually, in the next couple of weeks. I mean, uh... I actually think they're going to lose this weekend in New Orleans, personally, but that's just me. I don't know. Most people probably don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Um, Saints, really? Okay. Saints aren't uh, no, as bad I, as I, people I think, think. what's going to... I mean, you know, there's also the, probabil- the possibility, and some teams do this, that even when they're guaranteed, even when they've clinched... Um, you know, they, they get worried that they don't want to like sit their players and, 
uh, get them, you know, cold for the playoffs and things like that. So exactly, they, like the Colts rest their players like three or four, two or three years ago, and they lost the Saints in the Super Bowl. Exactly, and so I mean, there's still you know the chance that you know, and also it's it's not week seventeen, you know, it's week sixteen. No, uh, you're right, and I mean they're only a game above Chicago and two above San Fran right now. Like it, I, I doubt they're going to have the one seed wrapped up week sixteen. Yeah, no, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's in, in the back of my mind, but I'm, you know, if, if that happens, then I'll, I'll deal with it that week and find some villain players. You'll have uh, Brandon Whedon and Blaine Gabbert will be your quarterbacks then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the, the entire league would be rooting for you over Lamchop, I think, at this point. But... I, I think if there's one thing that we can all agree on, it's that no one wants Lamchop to Exactly. So no one wants to see him happy. No one wants no one wants him to succeed in any aspect of his life. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Should we go out on that line? Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Thanks, Lionel. Good show. All right, bye See ya. Could only let it be, you will see.